Hey, you're listening to Burst Your Bubble. I'm Josh. I've got Kyle here with me. We are here to bring you the sharpest sports takes. Today is a loaded episode. We talk Oklahoma City Thunder. NBA playoffs are fully underway. We have the Masters, NFL contract deals, Kyler's back with Hardcore Casual, and a whole lot more in a very busy episode. Remember to stay plugged into our social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Burst Your Bubble. We are available everywhere you get your podcast, even on your Alexa devices. If you're bored at home, just say, Alexa, play Burst Your Bubble podcast. Then remember to rate, review, share it with your friends, your family, the lady at Starbucks, the guy at McDonald's, everywhere you're going, let them know about Burst Your Bubble. Thanks so much for listening, but remember, no hard feelings, because more than likely, one of us will burst your bubble. BYB is back after an extended break, and that is all on me. And Josh, I just want to start the show out by giving a huge shout out to one of the longest listeners of the show, one of our biggest fans, one of the biggest supporters of the show, Mayo. Josh, I mean, you you can tell us a little bit more about this, but one is... got his first win in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament, and I believe this was his second tournament that he's ever been in. Yeah, so Mayo started training, I don't know how long ago. We're going to get him on the podcast to talk about it, but he started training a little while ago at a uh, local gym there in Nashville. He's actually had some UFC fighters come a, a to Gracie the gym, gym and do some. It's, it's a Gracie uh, gym. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but yeah. Gracie. So the first ever person, the first, like the first ever UFC, do you know who won it? Gracie. Hoist Gracie. Yes, sir. And he was a 170 pound person who, who won because back then they didn't have weight classes. It was just a tournament. He won, he beat, I think two or three guys in a, in a one night period that all weighed over 250 pounds. It was, it was very impressive. Wow. Well, he goes to a Gracie gym and he's been training for a little while. Whenever I went there back in November of last year, there was one of our other buddies and uh, he had him rolling around on the floor and made him cry a couple of times. Uh, So this was the second tournament. First tournament he was in, uh, he got third place. He also um, thought that he was going to be fighting at a um, heavier weight class or at a low. He thought, yeah, he thought he was going to be in a heavier weight class. But whenever he came to weigh in, he actually weighed a lot less than he thought he did. So he was actually, but he was still in the in the weight class. So he was just way low for the weight that they were fighting at. So he was one of the smaller guys. Placed third at that tournament, won one, uh, lost the second one. Even though, you know, he'll tell you that they offered him to get a DQ win. But Mayo said, nah, I ain't about that. So he went ahead and fought the guy and lost. But, you know, it is what it is. But this, uh, the win that he just got, Kyler, to get first place in the tournament, uh, he broke the guy's arm. The video oh, is on. Yeah, we I shared saw, it on BYB. Yeah, I saw um, the video. It the was, guy, it was pretty nasty. Guy wouldn't tap. And apparently if uh, if you hear someone scream in jiu-jitsu, that's uh, like a, the same thing as a tap. A verbal tap, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he felt he said that he could feel his arm break. So another fun thing about Mayo is, and uh, he just he texted me last night, and he asked if I was interested in a push-up challenge. Kyle, you should get in on this push-up challenge. I'm all in. So uh, every night we it's not at the same time. It's just whenever you have time, but it's to hold each other accountable. We set a three-minute timer, and you do as many push-ups as you can do in three minutes, and we just. We're seeing how good we can get at the end of 30 days um, every night doing a three-minute push-ups, which I do 100 push-ups a day every morning. So I'm, it's just another, you know, added on push-up for me. I'm all in on that. All in uh, on I'll, that. Add you to the, I'll add you to the text thread. 
And I'd love that. And that brings me right into a segue because it's going to get me better at what we're about to talk about, Josh, and that's golf. I'm all in on golf this summer. It's the perfect weather for it, especially the past couple of weeks here. It's been, I mean, in the highs, in the high 70s, maybe low 80s. It's just been perfect weather for whatever you want to do outside. And that'll tie into my Hochatine, living on time segment later. But, Josh, I want to play as much golf as I can this spring, this summer, and I think the push-ups are going to help with that. Josh, how much golf have you been playing? Well, Kyler, I – I've played quite a bit, but I'll tell you, I love spring golf. You know, once you hit, you know, mid-June, early July, and it's 120 degrees in Oklahoma with 130% humidity, golf gets a little rough past 7 a.m. So give me all the spring golf that I can play. I've played quite a bit lately. I think I've played three or four times to start the season off. Um, and I've actually played pretty decent, so... You know, I mean, you know, pretty decent for me as an average golfer. I've got my handicap down from a 22 to an 18 right now. Hey. Um, I've shot back-to-back 89s on two different courses, Gosh, and then I shot so a 93 in, at the Tulsa Country Club the other day. And I know you're playing honest, too, and the score is not – and for the listeners, we're, John, I'm watching uh, game two of with the Warriors in Sacramento, and they're playing an absolute burn and burner right now. Not, tad 95 with about five minutes left. Deer and Fox is having his way with the defense, though. Um, but so is every other Warriors player with the Sacramento defense. We'll get into all that later. Uh, Josh, I, it's been a while. Well, you since... know, you say a, you say an honest game, Kyler. You know, for me, I, I'm a I'm a mulligan on the front and a mulligan on the back kind of guy. Yeah, so... but like you're not you're not the type of guy to like you know give yourself an eight footer. Like you're you're gonna put it out. Like you're not the top to to kick your ball out of the out of the. Well, woods. here's the thing: you're, so you're like... gonna play each shot. I can't right now because what I'm, you know, every May, my, 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 I have a group of friends from college. We go to Branson and we play in a tournament and it's basically like the masters yep. for us. And, uh, and you can't, I mean, you know, everyone there, it gets pretty strict. So you got to be on your game. So this is just me trying to get as good as I can. I've committed to trying to get as good at golf as I can this year. This is going to be the year that I play very well in the eighties. I feel like if I if I shoot an 89, an 88, I feel like I could play with anyone that I wanted to play with and not feel like a burden. And that's really my goal on the golf course. I think we need to start a new a new text a text thread where we uh, send each other just golf pictures every day. Hold each other accountable, make sure we're getting better. Team hey, get better. I'm in for that. I actually know someone who wants – I know someone who's about to start up a golf politician podcast, so that will be fun to watch and listen to. That will be fun to listen to. Uh, so Josh, what's next? What do we want to dive into first? Any, any other, any other banter topics? Well, Kyler, like I, I'll, yeah, I, yeah, I've got a little, uh, a little something, a little sneak peek for all the listeners out there. So, you know, a couple, couple months ago, it was Ukraine that, uh, oh, right. that stolen all of, you know, that we were funding the war in Ukraine. Kyler knows exactly where I'm going because we've been dealing with all this pre-show. So this is a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, here I am, you know, just a couple of days ago, my wife asked me, Hey, um, what are these charges from Zoom? And I said, well, you know, I'm you know a baller, so I pay for Zoom Premium. It just comes out, and you know that way we can have as many guests on as we want, and we can do whatever we want on Zoom. And uh, she was like, oh, well, is it normally this much? And I was like, no, no, actually, it's uh, it's not even you know half of that. And uh, so she said, well, you got charged this amount. And I said, well, that's not good. So I. But I said, you know, I guess Zoom went up on their prices, Calor. I just assumed, you know, inflation by inflation. Yeah. Uh, as, a, as a joke for all you out there. That uh, was, uh, you know, Biden's America. Never but all these high prices that we're living in. 
I thought that it was just, I thought that the price had just increased. So I, I didn't think too much about it. Well, I go to log in to Zoom tonight to do our show. And Kyler takes me after about 45 minutes of me saying, I'm about to load up. And he goes, how's everything looking? So I call him and I said, well, here's the problem. I go to log into my Zoom account and I it says I'm entering the wrong password. I'm like, no, I know this is my password. So I, I go in, I change my password back to what I knew it was. So then whenever I log into my account, it then asks me if I want to use a two-factor authentication, which I've never set up before. And I said, you know, sure. So I'm just sitting there waiting for this code that never comes. And then I switched it to send me an SMS. Well, then I see the number that's listed on the SMS and it was like plus 34 to start. And I was like, well, this is clearly not my number. So I start going through my emails and I found uh, where someone had paid for and spent a whole bunch of money on Zoom buying a whole bunch of random business accounts when, with my debit card. And then um, then they set up, they changed the password. Then they set up two-factor authentication and then the next three emails from Zoom are all in this weird language that I don't know. So I copy and paste it all to Google Translate. It's Vietnamese. So first it was Ukraine. Now it's someone from Vietnam stealing all of my money and hacking my Zoom account. They tried to stop the show, but I hate to burst their bubble. We always find a way to put the pot out. Josh, are all your passwords the exact same? No, no. no. <laughs> they are are they all one, two, three, four? <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, there's one or two numbers off on each, maybe some have a period, some have an exclamation mark, but, um, you know, overall they're, they're different. Um, <laughs> I've never had anything hacked. I mean, you know, it was Becca's car that the Ukraine stole the money from. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know, Josh. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I have, my Facebook was hacked by a v someone in Vietnam. So probably, maybe they're just coming after burst your bubble. I mean, Josh, we're getting too popular in Vietnam. I mean, honestly, we are pretty high on the charts in Vietnam. Um, Josh, here's a question I did have for you. We're not going to talk much about MLB. Here's, but here's a question I did think of today. So, do you think we have more average listeners per podcast than the Oakland A's have average attendance for each day game? Um, I mean, obviously, no. I think it's pretty close. There's no way. Bro, have you not seen pictures from those games this year? I don't guess so, but they've got Dude. to have a couple thousand at least. 37 people in that stand, in those stands. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go look up a picture. Bro, look up look up. I mean, they're they're the absolute laughing stock of the NBA and the, uh, the MLB. And Josh, there's actually rumors that they're they're gonna move to Salt Lake. How would you feel about I've that? I've been hearing uh I did hear that a team was going to go to Salt Lake, but I didn't know um, well, they, that's they, who it was. They they first introduced that idea, or like the first real reporter that talked about it, they introduced it as a um, possibly a, an, ex, an expansion team. But honestly, I don't see any reason that they shouldn't just move the Oakland to the Oakland A's to Salt Lake, and then I mean, put an expansion team in San Antonio. Wow, so this is uh this just keeps getting better. The Oakland announced the crowd was at fifty two hundred and the picture that everyone put out on Twitter doesn't show half of that. Dude, I mean and that's a David Sp David Samson special. Shout out to 
the BYB alum, David Sampson. I mean, he he's, I mean, very open about how he used to cook the books about, about how many people came to his games. Because wow, the, this is... the amount of money that the MLB pays you per game depends on how many people go to the game. Oh, dude, the Oakland A's have no one in the stands. Josh, that doesn't that bring you back to my question? <laughs> yeah, no, I I will retract. I think that we might <laughs> we might have more listeners than what they have fans. This is wild. We got we, if we if we put enough you know juicy topics in the in the uh, episode detail, then I mean, hey, we we might we might beat them on a on a random Tuesday night. Wow, that's just that's incredible. <laughs> their so, their I mean, field looks their field looks fantastic though. Oh, it's 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 great. I mean, especially since they get off the the dirt that they used to play on. I mean, it um, sucks. So you can't streak at an Oakland A's game. So, Josh, and I mean, I don't want to say people are still in still in my topic, but I'm sorry, I missed that. That was that was funny. But uh, so, I don't want to say people are still in my topic, still in my still in my take. But I mean, I've heard multiple podcasts in the past week, two weeks, three weeks talk about how games in person in the MLB are just not as good because of the pitch clock. Um, what, I mean, Oh, is that because that you just have less time there? Josh, when you go to a baseball game, you're trying to hang out. You're not trying to Josh, Josh, the Red Sox and the Phillies player, Red Sox and someone else played a game yesterday. That was an hour and 57 minutes. That is very fast. It was two to one hour and 57 minutes. Um, I I did see that one of the MLB players was blasting the organization because they extended beer sales into the eighth inning. Yep. And originally before the games were fast, they stopped selling them at the end of the sixth to allow time for people to sober up and drive home apparently. And now he's like, now our games are shorter than ever. And you're extending beer sales until the eighth, eighth inning. Like what are we doing? If it's really in the safety of the fans, that's probably not the best thing. And I'm kind of of the mindset of, I don't think these people are sobering up from the seventh inning to the ninth inning. So I don't think it was a, a very, you know, good think, marketing scheme to begin with. I actually think there's uh there's studies behind that that show that people don't sober up um, any quicker than, you know, whether they drink in the sixth or the eighth. But, uh, I mean, maybe they're, I, I felt kind of stupid saying that. I feel like I just, there definitely is, right? Well, I mean, it's all about time. So, like, yeah, you would – if you had no more alcohol, whatever time, yeah. however long that seventh inning takes, I mean, technically, yes, you'd be that yeah. much more sober unless you chug a beer at the end of the sixth, and it'll probably hit you at the next time. But, I mean, it's all the same thing. The games are shorter, so you're going to get trunker. Yeah, that's true. But you know who the first team to uh, implement that rule was? I do not. Milwaukee Brewers. Mm, ironic. Brewer, brewery. And, uh, Speaking of brewery, Kyler, have you tried living on hooch time? I Let me. I'm gonna. Show, I'm gonna show you how to do the real, the real opening of a of a living on hooch time beer. This gotta, is how you know you're living on hooch time. Oh, that was good. I couldn't. We didn't hear it. I told you, man. It's not, my, these mics are too good to pick it up. It's delicious, isn't it? It's an, it is very good. It's an awesome can. It's such a sick can. If you're on Spotify, and if you're not on Spotify, go check out the can. 
and, and go check it out. Anyway, Collar, Milwaukee go, Brewers. Uh, no, no, go check stopping out people for, or letting people drink more beer. Go check out where you can find that beer. Ask your local, ask your favorite dive bar if they can order that beer. It's by Prairie Ales, living on Hocha Time beer. Ask your local bartender if they can get that shipped in. I guarantee they can. Prairie Ales is who is who di- distributes it. Um, living on Hocha Time beer. It's a Blondale, five percent. It's delicious. Fantastic beer. Shout out to Cam for hooking me up with the with the Hocha Time swag and the Hocha Time beer. Great time down in uh, the old stomping grounds past weekend. Oh, I'm glad you're down there, Josh. Uh, unfortunate circumstances, but I'm glad you got to enjoy the scenery and. Uh, before that craziness hit over the past weekend over there, I'm, I don't even want to dive into that. It's a uh, craziness. I'm sure everyone listened to paradise. about it. Oh yeah. Craziness in paradise. So Kyler, um, we're, we're talking about Mayo and his Brazilian jujitsu. Have you been watching any fighting lately? Ah, uh, Josh, I mean, we have, Wait, hold on before you start, were you about to say we have the card of the year or no, we no, had no, the no, card no. of the year? We had the fight of the year, Josh. There it is. Izzy is back. He finally got his revenge on Poetan Alex Pereira. I mean, knocked him starch out cold. I mean, play, Josh, he did rope it up against the cage. I mean, he he drew in Alex Pereira. He knew exactly when he was going to drop his hands to throw a count to throw a combination. Is he connected with an overhand right? Followed it up with another one. It didn't matter. It bounced off the shoulder. It knocked him dead against the canvas. Is he followed it up? Not only a hard ground and pound shot, then three imaginary arrows into his into his unconscious body, and then mocked his son by falling dead just like he just like his son did back in the day that might have been the gr- the greatest taunt that i've ever seen in the ufc well it, for sure in the ufc but I mean, I mean how cold was it when his kid did it to him when when <laughs> when, his, when his dad knocked out izzy that was pretty cold as well you can't and i mean you know respect to all camps for uh both camps both sides of that for for not taking any you know too much offense or it's a fight game yeah it's and it's all you know media stuff i thought it was hilarious hilarious uh and Jorge, izzy, i mean izzy had izzy made sure that he found it pointed at him in the crowd this is for you bud saw him crying hey man you remember this <laughs> Fell dead max holloway this past weekend josh he said you must have forgot put on an absolute clinic against a rising star in arnold allen uh stopped i, I would say stopped his stopped his hype but max holloway really you know cemented himself as the i don't want to say the gatekeeper because he's lost three times to Alex Volkanovsky, but I mean, Max Holloway is still the, the cream of the crop in that 145 division and a big heavyweight matchup. Go ahead. So is, is Alex the one, I think I saw this headline, you know, you're better than this me. I'm, I'm a softcore casual. Um, is Alex Volk, whatever you just said, is he the one that said, uh, please stop knocking out all the competition or something? Like he was basically like asking someone yeah. to stop beating everyone else. Cause it was just him having to fight every time. I could I could see him saying that to be honest. I could I mean I could see him just being playing some some uh playful banter like that. Uh just because I mean you finally got Yair Rodriguez that's the interim champ right now. And Josh, two fights ago, he lost to Max Holloway in in pretty much the exact same fight that we saw this past weekend, where Max Holloway just outclassed his opponent. I mean, Max Holloway is just he's the cream of the crop at 145, but I mean, he arguably he's fought Volk three times. He, oh, it was such a close first fight. You Volk won the second fight, and Volk dominated him in the third. So it's like 
do we want to see it a fourth time? But I mean, we just saw Izzy win the fourth time that he fought Pereira. So, I mean, there's precedent. Yeah, I mean, you said a bunch of stuff that makes no sense to me. <laughs> well, Josh, there is a big heavyweight matchup this weekend uh, back at the Apex. So, do you know, you know what the Apex is, right? The Apex is the top, the best. No, the well, it is, but the apex in the UFC is basically like a little a little office they have. Um, it's where their headquarters are in, in Vegas, and it's just basically a, a cage with some bleachers surrounding it. I mean, there's probably going to be less than a hundred people in attendance. It's where they did it during COVID. You know, where there are no fans. Um, it's. It, do you find it kind of weird that they're still going back to that place when I mean all venues are open? Uh, I mean, I they probably spent money to get it open and money to make it happen, so they're probably wanting to get to recoup all their the costs that it, that it Josh, took and wanting to turn it into a you know a prime time arena. Everyone hates it um, because of the viewing experience. There's not a crowd. There's not because people enjoy that. Um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but I, I just don't like the apex. Um, big heavyweight matchup this weekend. So, Josh. Here it is. Here it is. I found it. Sorry, this took me forever. Alex Volkanovski wants to clear out the featherweight division and submit himself as the greatest 145-pound champion of all time, but he's finding the mission difficult to accomplish because former featherweight title holder Max Holloway continues to spoil the rise of every available contender. Mm -hmm. Josh, I mean, the interim champ, so Volkanovski's next fight is against Jair Rodriguez, who's the interim champion right now. They're going to fight in July. Max Holloway beat him 11 months ago. So it's like, I mean, but Max Holloway, anyways. That, it's hardcore casual, Josh. I, I'm very intrigued in the in the future of the near future. I mean, John Jones, Josh, he announced that this is going to be his, his next fight against Stipe is his retirement fight. Oh, I didn't see that. He's already done. Yeah, that's what he said. Hmm. I mean, he's kind of old. So I mean, is he is this him bowing out before he has to fight the big man? I mean, he's Francis is never coming to the UFC, so it's not the fight that should have happened. I mean, that's it, brother. I mean, and Dana White's going to claim that you know there's only a couple fights that have never been made in the UFC, and but that's that's false. Dana White fumbling the bag once again. Uh, Kyler, before we get to the NBA, I will just go ahead and we'll do this one early. Everyone, go follow us on social medias. Go check out the podcast page on Twitter at SportsBYBP. I am at jkeatno 22 Kyler's at Kyler012. Go follow the podcast page on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the social media platforms. We are there. Kyler's on LinkedIn all the time, uh, just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So go follow us all over there. Go follow our family over at Unwrapped Sports. Do a whole bunch of live streams. We're getting ready to do a mock NFL draft. Uh, some great, great things going on over there with Perry and the crew. Go follow our fancy football expert, Shane. If you were trying to win, your fancy football leagues is coming up here. If you're trying to get ready for the rookie draft, you're running your dynasties. If you want some trade input, go follow Shane at Fantasy BYB. And then once again, if you're looking for a great beer or a great place to visit down in the middle of paradise, go to Hoachtown and get you a living on Hoachtown beer. Ask your local brewery, your local 
uh, bar your local liquor store if they can get living on hooch time shipped in it is uh partnered with prairie artisanal ales they're the ones that ship in the beer so go check out living on hooch time once again go follow us all over social media at sports byvp on twitter burst your bubble everywhere else so Kyler, before we get to all of the playoff games in the nba let's talk play in tournament mm. specifically oklahoma city thunder Kyler, oklahoma city looked really good and obviously we've been talking about how much they've been ahead of schedule and to even be sniffing into a playoff spot getting in the play-in tournament was a huge feat for them without the number two draft pick Chet Holgram even playing a minute in the NBA this year give me your overall thoughts on the play-in tournament for the Thunder what do you think well I mean the first game against the Pelicans was uh I mean it was Mark Dagnall absolutely out coaching and out coaching. And I mean, honestly, Josh, but going against a team with Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, I mean, Jonas Valanciunas who had Josh, how many goddamn rebounds did he have? But Mark Dagnall played him off the floor five out. And Josh, we, we absolutely, that we got the coaching won this game, but also, I mean, of course it was SGA. It was, it was Josh Giddy and it was Lou Dort who won us this game. Yeah, Josh Giddy with a brilliant performance. I mean, he oh. looked fantastic. Lou Dort powered us through that first half of that game. I think he scored 20 out of his 27 in the first half, and Shea was struggling after the game. Shea talked about how he just wanted to make sure that he was getting his teammates in the position to succeed, and Josh Giddy just did it on the on you know the entire game. So just a brilliant performance from this super young team against Pelicans. What about the quote that Zion Williamson put out that Zion won't return until he feels like Zion again. Yeah, I mean, Josh, how long do you got? You know what I mean? It's we could be here all not talking about Zion. I mean, it's one thing. You know his another, contract? He yeah. signed to a massive contract to not be to not play very many games. That's mind boggling. Well, I mean, people like to throw this stat out. I mean, throughout how long he's been in the league and how long Joel Embiid had been in the league, Zion has played forty more games. Wow. Yep. So, I mean, there's still, there's still a Josh. And I mean, it's not the Pat McAfee had a, a, uh, a segment where they just, they went through the list of fat slobs is what they called them throughout a, a 30 minute segment about all the fat slobs throughout NBA history. And they pretty much called Zion a fat slob, but I mean, it's it, Josh, here's a conspiracy for you. What if Zion doesn't want to be in new Orleans and is sabotaging these years? To he's get for- better draft picks? No, he's forcing a trade without actually saying it. Hmm. You like it? I mean, I get it, but what team's going to trade for him whenever you can't count on him to play? No, Josh. I, I think a lot of teams would. I don't but, know, it's a big contract. But, you know, uh, before we go any further, I there is one guy who is very durable. Talking about durability, and that is Russell Westbrook. Absolutely. So I don't know if you saw this tweet that I put out, but do you know how many games Russell Westbrook has missed in his career? <laughs> it's not many. What is it? He's played 15 seasons. He has missed 100 games. He has Jesus. played in the regular season. He has played 1,094 out of 1,194 games. Dang. And I'm pretty sure he had a, a pretty significant injury in there, too. He did. It's just, I mean, super durable guy. He's got, he's a gamer. He shows up to play. But anyway, back to the Thunder, Kyler. That second game, 
against the uh, the Timberwolves was not as pretty as the first game. It was obviously a blowout for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think that this is just a noticeable glare that the Thunder have to address the big man position. We're going to need someone who is a bigger body, who's tall, who can stand in and defend these guys and get some rebounds. We've got to block out and get rebounds against guys like Cat and Rudy Gobert. We just have to do it. You can't have slim towers, you know, all game long. And that's the question, Josh. Is Chet Holmgren that guy? No. No, Chet Holmgren is a four. So what's the plan? What do we do? We're going to have to – I mean, we have to get a big man. We have to get somebody who can stress – I mean, you know, we need a Pascal Siakam. And, I mean, that's something that that could definitely happen to me, Josh. We're going to get into the draft. We're definitely going to have someone on to talk about – I mean, draft is – when you're listening to this, nine days. I mean, the draft is right around the corner, Josh. It's – uh, it's an it's NFL draft. I'm sorry. The lottery is in 20 days. A month. Yeah. Oh, is it? Is it the 17th of Six, May? The 16th of May. Oh, I thought it was seven. Okay, perfect. I mean, Josh, we're going to – have you have you studied much into the draft class? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've looked into it a little bit. I mean, obviously at the top, you know, you have the, the two guys with Quim and Yana going first. Um, but I did, I did see that the Thunder was were pretty settled in right around that 12 spot. Yeah. I saw eighty-five percent chance, but I mean, Josh. But also, you know who we drafted? Things. You know who we drafted last year at twelve? That's exactly right, J Dub, and he's turned out to be a baller. Second in voting, probably for Rookie of the Year. I mean, just played incredibly down the stretch. Absolutely. I mean, just, so let's talk about that final game, though. I mean, our two best players—they shot seven of thirty-two. So <laughs> obviously, not what you want to see. Thirty of forty, for, thirteen of forty for three for the game. I mean, it's just yeah. It's I mean, I think team outside. Well, I think I think that the outsize is it. I mean, they're playing at. I mean, their game plan versus what Minnesota does is completely contradictory to one another because the Thunder uh, they drive to the basket the third most in the NBA, and you have Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony down right. sitting there with their hands up. I mean, it just well, makes shot making very difficult around the basket. You're right, and it's not only five out. It's not not only driving to the basket; it's five out and driving to the basket. So it's like, I mean, Rudy Gobert and Carl the Towns are still down there. So it's like you just don't have anybody to pass to except somebody on the perimeter, which is a difficult pass once you're already deep into the lane. You've got to got to get the ball out. But uh, Josh, I'm super excited about the Thunder's future. What do you see for them next year? Oh, I mean, uh, next year I expect them to make the playoffs. Well, Josh, I pretty I pretty predicted them to be a six seed this year, which I mean, honestly, they're what two games away from. Yeah. I mean, I, I think somewhere between six and eight would make perfect sense for the thunder. I mean, and getting Chet in, I mean, and this, whoever we this draft. Year, and whoever we draft. So I think this is a very big year for the thunder. We, they definitely exceeded expectations. So I'm not going to get, I, I don't think that people should be expecting them to be a four or five seed. Just, you know, to make that big of a leap, but six to eight, I think makes real good sense. We're definitely a playoff team next year, and it's just going to get some experience for some of these younger guys. And what was it like? It was three, maybe three or four out of the elite eight teams had an older average age than the Thunder. Yeah, it was crazy. The Thunder's average age is 22.3 years old. And ridiculous, ridiculous, Josh. Uh, that's that's pretty much, I mean, Josh, I mean, Mark Dagnall, just an absolute, Beaut of a coach. I will say the Timberwolves getting absolutely destroyed uh, last night, two nights ago when you're listening to this on national TV. 
against the Denver Nuggets, you know, do you think the Thunder fare better against the Nuggets than the Timberwolves did? Yes, because they like to play more five out. But I mean, honestly, who do, uh, yeah, Isaiah Joe, we would have had, you know, Dort on Michael Porter Jr. and, you know, I think we do actually, to be honest. But I mean, I think we still get the gentleman sweep. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I, it's one of those where I'm glad we exceeded the expectation of McKellar. I mean, I know you know this, but the over under for the Thunder this year was 24 and a half. Mm hmm. And, and we were creeping up on 40. Under. Yeah, I mean, it was I mean, nuts. So, I mean, hell of a year for the Thunder, Kyler. Hell of a, hell of a future. They still own 15 oh. draft picks in the next four drafts or something crazy. Josh Kidd is 20 years old. It's a very bright future. And, and I mean, I don't know if you listened to the exit interview, Josh. It was just beautiful stuff from SGA. I mean, it, just the leadership spews from him. It's, it's I mean – he gives he gives quotes like he's a 15 year veteran talking about these teammates that he's played with for his entire career Josh he's just so team oriented family oriented with his team it's beautiful to see from a franchise leader like that yeah you love to see it you know you hope that it's not someone who will take you to the playoffs and you know be up 3-1 and then lose the no, Western man, Conference Finals on, and go bro. join that team that he lost to so hopefully it's not that kind of situation that's a hypothetical man it's a hypothetical. Come on, come on. That's a low blow. First game's recap, Josh. First game <laughs> recaps of the first round. Let's talk about them. Let's go. What day did they start? Saturday? Sure. They, sh they sure did. So let's go in chronological order. Nets, Sixers, Josh, and this, the, obviously they just wrapped up game two. Sixers up 2-0 now. But, I mean, both games haven't been particularly close. Joel Embiid has showed out. But, Josh, here's who's really showed out. James Harden. I mean, uh, Josh, and we talk about it every single year. James Harden is the dominant. He's D Josh. This is James Harden's best year, I I would argue ever. Uh, well, I mean, it's definitely not his best year ever. Not I statistically. Mean, no, I mean, whenever you look at his numbers that he was putting up in Houston, numbers. I'm saying he's being the best basketball player for his team ever this year. Yeah, I mean, maybe outside of you know his last that finals run for Oklahoma City, maybe. I would, yeah, for sure. But Josh, he's led the league in assists this year. He shot 50, 50 40, 90. It's pretty good. He he had better stats than the year he was supposedly robbed of MVP. Josh, I'm I'm all in on James Harden until he shows me he's not all in, which I suspect will happen in about a week. Um. Hawk Celtics. The Celtics are going to win this series uh, 4-0. Here's uh, a... Jason Tatum's pretty good at basketball. I mean, Josh, there's a reason he was, I think, the third leading sell seller in jerseys this year. Crazy, uh, huh? Yeah, next uh, next face of the league. You're going to see him and Bede and Giannis just battling it out for years. Bro, how crazy was Jalen Brown cut his hand like that? Oh, dude, that was insane to watch. Bro, they had it wrapped up literally every way they knew how. I'm still bleeding. <laughs> uh, this is a series I'm I'm interested in, Josh. Knicks, Cavs. Yeah, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is a stud. I mean, he's playing some fantastic basketball. He looks really good. 70-point game in the, in the season. He might get picked over Shea for the All-NBA team. Yeah, I know. No, I, mean, I, I don't I mean, think so. I think I think Shea's pretty much locked up uh, first team. 
if he gets first team, I mean, that'll be incredible. Dude, I'm proud. I saw votes about it. Like, I think he had 13 first place votes. Wow. If that's true, I mean, that's big. I, I fully expected him to get second team all NBA and Donovan Mitchell to pass him. So that's, I mean, that's big time. But like you said, I mean, in that first game, Donovan Mitchell had, had he played 44 minutes, Josh. He had 38 points, put on an absolute clinic. It wasn't enough, though, for those Villanova boys and Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart, who absolutely showed up. But it was the offensive glass, it was the offensive rebounding all game for Mitchell Robinson. Julius Randle had an off night shooting like Julius Randle is going to do. He should never be your second option. He should never be your first option for damn sure. He should be your third option. He's a beautiful third option for the Knicks team. Josh, I think they can make a run. I don't want to, I want to say this quiet, Josh. The Knicks could make a run. No, they're still pretenders. But Josh, well, hear hear me out. I bet them right now plus thirty three hundred. They win this. Are... They win this series. They win one more series. I hedge. Josh Hart is doubtful for game two. Oh no. Josh, we're fine. Quentin Grimes, he, he had an off game. He played bad. This is his first game in the in the in the uh same thing with quickly. I mean, this is his first game in the playoffs. I mean, Josh, Obi Toppin played beautifully. I, I'm 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 all in on this Knicks team right now, as long as Jalen Brunson is running the show. I mean, I, I would expect that they will make it past the Cavs, but I'm never gonna count out Donovan Mitchell. I mean, and Evan Mobley finishing third in defensive player of the year. I mean there's just a, a lot to like from this Cleveland Cavaliers team. So I'm not going to count them out, but the Knicks should go on to win this thing. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm de- I've got the Knicks in a gentleman's sweep as well. I think Donovan Mitchell has a 57 point game in this series that wins in the game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that should be, it could have been last night to be or two nights ago, to be honest. Uh, let's move on just final game of the night. And it was a very exciting one. And I mean, just this, just the same with the one I just watched on this TV to the right of me was game two of Warriors at Kings. And Josh, how rowdy is Sacramento? I mean, they're coming alive. They love a team that's, you know, that's playing well in California. It's California versus California, and they're eating their own over there. So, Josh, I don't know if you heard this stat. All four teams made it from California. None of the three teams made it from Texas. I did see that. (laughs) very interesting uh so game one josh was a barn burner just like game two was very fun no josh i don't i don't think i've ever seen an nba game with less defense that wasn't an all-star game these guys but it's i mean it's it also speaks to the talent that we're seeing on the floor with i mean deer and fox malik monk these guys i mean josh they they combined for 70 points in in game one just absolute clinic from them too uh and it Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, their fourth quarter heroics, just not enough to get, to get the job done. Same as tonight. I mean, that's a, a playoff debut. Those yes, seven, combined seventy points. I mean, this is not a veteran team that's that's beating the Golden State Warriors right now. This is a group of young kids who are coming into the league, going, you know what? It's our time to shine. We're going to go out and score. We've watched Steph Curry for all of our years in high school. Now we're going to go out here and score the basketball just like everybody else does. And they're taking it right to the Golden State Warriors. I mean, they're not scared. They're not hesitant. They're starting out. They're getting to a quick start in all these games. I mean, they're they're making the Warriors work for everything. And Josh hitting the glass like like the glass stole something from. You know what I'm saying? Like Josh, they had 17 offensive rebounds in game one. I mean, it makes you want to kick a fat kid at Kmart. 
You know what I'm saying? Praise Get God. Pissed off. At. Okay, Josh, let's move on. Saturday. Oh, uh, real quick, real quick. Uh, so okay. I, I was just talking about game two real quick, Kyler, because, it, you know, it just happened. We just watched it. Yeah. Same series. Draymond Green stomping on Sabonis. I mean, Josh, he's he's suspended for game three. He's got to be. And that's, and you know, I mean, that's the saying, Kyler. We've always heard it. When do playoffs? When do playoff series get real? Hey, when a road team wins. That's it. Game three. If Draymond suspended, that'll be. This is the first time since two thousand seven the Warriors have ever been down 0-2. This is the first time Steph Curry's ever lost back to back playoff games since twenty nineteen. It's the first time he's ever been down 0-2. Wow, that's a stat. And I mean, coming off coming off an off game like that, Josh, where he went three for thirteen for three, he's going to be looking to score. He's going to be looking to, especially with no Draymond, he's going to be looking to put that team on his back, have an all time performance, get his team back in this series. Which they're, I mean, Josh, this is a, this is a very winnable series still. I mean, even with Draymond out for a game, this is still a series that the Golden State Warriors can turn it on, make threes, and win the series, and make a run to the finals. I watched Clay Thompson play tonight, Kyler, for that for the first three quarters before I came in here and found out my Zoom had been hacked by Vietnam. Um, and Clay Thompson looks really good at basketball. He's back. I mean, he's moving around great. I saw him hit a step back like fifteen footer. I mean, he's balling out. Whenever yeah. you have Steph and Clay on the same team, anything can happen in the playoffs. Exactly. And another beautiful, beautiful performance from De'Aaron Fox. And although he struggled from three, he was in control of the game all night long. Uh, let's move on to Sunday, Josh. Uh, Lakers, Grizzlies. I mean, the Lakers the Lakers are going to win the series, huh? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, no job. I mean, that's what I, they just won a road game. No, it, it, but also, I mean, I think they win this series, but it also, Josh, it depends on Anthony Davis. Well, absolutely it does. Well, because Josh, in the first, how crazy is it that every single game something happens to him? Oh, it's 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 the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But I will say, was it not the craziest thing that you've ever seen? Whenever him and LeBron were setting up Austin Reeves to win that game, I don't even think they're setting him up, Josh. I think Austin Reeves just took over. He did. Austin Reeves is a baller. I think he was just like, I'm I'm gonna take the next four shots and of in the final two minutes of my playoff debut for the Lakers with Anthony Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the floor. And they can hey what's what's the saying, Josh? You uh uh oh, what is this you uh ask forgiveness later? It's easier uh, to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah, but you do it and ask permission later. Yeah. Um, I forgot the actual saying. But here's that, a, that's, here's that's another it. saying. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. And if that really was the case, LeBron James would have ripped Austin Reeves' head off. If he would have missed either of those shots, I mean, it would have been – I don't think he would be on the team tomorrow. <laughs> he de- he wouldn't have been flying out. And here's here's another injury, Josh. The injuries were piling up on Sunday. Giannis goes down. Giannis goes down in the game against the Heat – Jimmy Butler, another, I mean, <laughs> 38 and 11. My goodness, Chris Middleton just not, I mean, he's not going to be Jimmy Butler in a battle. He's not going to do it. So and Jimmy Butler is also without Tyler Hero because Tyler Hero broke his hand. And that's huge. That's that's such a bad, bad luck for the Heat. Uh, so, and then hit a three after that, which is crazy. Uh, so what do you make of this series, Josh? Do you think the Heat can, can 
I mean, make the upset, the 8-1 upset? No, not as long as Giannis comes back. I mean, if Giannis doesn't come back, then yes, anything's possible. Jimmy Butler's the best player in that series at that point. But I, I expect hmm, I expect Giannis to come back, and I expect him to put on a clinic whenever he's back in that green uniform. So I'm still trusting the Bucks until I see Giannis not returning. No, I agree with you that James Jimmy Butler is the best player, but Bam is the most important player. Yeah, I would agree, but I mean Jimmy Butler is a, will be the best player on that floor, and he will, I mean, Definitely. score with the best of them. And speaking of the most important players on the floor, and the best player on the floor, Kawhi Leonard was the best player on the floor against the Suns. He was the best offensive player on the floor. That's one hundred percent true. He is kind of I don't want to say lost his touch on the defensive side of the, but he's he's lost a step. I mean, I wouldn't even say he had a bad defensive game. It was just that Russell Westbrook's defensive game was out of this world. I mean, Josh, he went three for 19. And Josh, I might be getting fooled by the internet. He's had at least two, maybe three games where he's went three for 19 and had a (laughs) triple-double. Which is the craziest thing. But, you know, what you can't do in the NBA is not take those shots. Well, I mean, not all of them. There were some that were pretty bad shots. But you no. have to if if you're open, you have to shoot the shot. Shout out to him for how, bro. He, I mean, the confidence that that man has, just like this one's going in. And if it that doesn't, la- I'll grab the rebound. That last shot he took where he got fouled, like towards the very end of the game, he was already three for nineteen, and he just still hitting the turnaround jump shots and getting fouled on. I mean, it was. Like you said, the confidence is unmatched. It was that, but that last defensive possession where he gets the block on Booker, then has the wherewithal to grab the ball, throw it off of him, off of Booker, out of bounds to get the Clippers' possession back. Bro, sees sees Booker is already going to complain about the call. Has the wherewithal to find the ball and throw it off Booker, who's not looking to regain. I mean, just Josh, like you said, a masterful, masterful performance from Russell Westbrook, who went three for 19 in the game, which is just absurd. But I mean, classic. I mean, which, and to your credit a minute ago, I mean, in that offensive possession right before that, he takes a shot, misses it, gets the rebound. No, someone else shoots it. He gets the rebound, takes it back out, shoots it, misses it. Chases down his three, gets his own rebound again, has the pass to uh, Zubak. Zubak goes up, gets fouled, gets free throws. I mean, just – and I think they shaved off like 28 seconds on that play. So it was just a phenomenal possession led or followed up by a wonderful defensive possession from Russell Westbrook. Great win for the Clippers, Kyler. Oh, and that was without Paul George getting the win there. Do you think they go on to win the series? So I was going to ask you the same thing. So – after this game, the I think it was NBA on ESPN posted a graphic that said, um, you know, Clippers take game one, you know, is this one going seven with the eyeball emoji? It's like, if the Suns won the game one, they wouldn't have asked if this is going seven. It would have been like a Sun sweep coming, like even if it was a close game, just because, I mean, this is the propaganda of, you know, they, they want this to go seven for sure. They want – Kevin Durant in the game seven with Devin Booker and Chris Ball against Kawhi Leonard. But Josh, I heard this too. It's like eight of the last 12 finals MVPs are the four through seven seed in the West. 
Well, that's a crazy stat. Because it's Steph Curry. I mean, not Steph Curry. Yeah, it's Steph Curry, right? Andre yeah, Iguodala, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. Wow. <laughs> I think it might even be 10 of the last 12. That's insane. Because Giannis, Giannis won and he's not, and I don't know who else. I don't know. But uh, very, very impressive. So it's not your typical four through seven seeds in the Western Conference. I mean, do you think this goes seven? No. Do you think, you no. think it could? Yeah, I, I think it could. But here's the deal. Kawhi Leonard had to have an amazing, perfect performance with Russ Westbrook having an amazing, perfect defensive performance to squeak this game out. If they get Paul George back, that can make it better. If Russell Westbrook has another or has an on-shooting night, then it could make it better for them. But it's still a very tough task with Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. I mean, Russell Westbrook was the biggest reason that Kevin Durant was 0 for 5 to start the game. Exactly. I was just going to touch on that. Is that it's not like the Suns had a great shooting performance that night either. And, Josh, if you watch that game, like, from the second the fourth quarter started, the Suns were going on every single offensive possession. Every single player was running his heart. I mean, on offensive sets, they were tiring the Clippers out. And my, my initial thought in that was like, well, even if the Clippers take this game one, can they do this for a seven-game series? Like, are they deep enough to do this? And I know they have a lot of young players, but that question is going to have to be asked. And the same has to be asked about the Suns, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's only one person in this series that I trust that can make it seven games going that same speed. And that's Russell Westbrook. That's that's very true, to be honest. I mean, Devin Booker, too. Yeah, I mean, I guess. He doesn't play with the same intensity every play that, that Westbrook does. Westbrook does. Yeah. All right, last last uh, game of the night. And they also uh, – did they play tonight? No, they didn't play tonight. Uh, Timberwolves Nuggets. I don't know if we talked about them, but they, uh, Nuggets blew them out. I mean, it was it was a Jamal Murray master class. Jokic played – I mean, he – he showed up. He didn't I mean he did. Yeah, he did the bare minimum to win a twenty-five point game, and he was also in control of the game the entire time. Somehow, <laughs> it was like it was just. I mean, Josh, is he going to win MVP? Uh you know, Kyler, I, I honestly have no idea. I could very easily see the voters giving it to Embiid because of that fifty-point game to end up the series, and voter fatigue is is a real thing. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if Joel got it, but. Do I think that the Denver Nuggets are the same seed anywhere close without Nikola Jokic? No, I do not. And I think that the 76ers would have a chance to be near that same seed that they got in the East, more so than what the Nuggets would be able to do without Jokic in the West. So I would still give that MVP to Jokic because I think that he is the most valuable player to that team in the NBA. But, I mean, it could go either way. I also think that Giannis is the most important player in the Bucs. Like, to me, I, I almost think that Giannis is more valuable to the Bucs than Joel is to the 76ers. Yeah, but it's also then, like, what are you saying is important to the team? Like, uh, what are you saying contri- can contribute to overall contributions? Six- I mean, your overall contributions, I think that – That lead, could- that lead to wins? Yeah, for sure. Okay. That changes. I mean, that's why your MVP is not Shea Gilders Alexander. The Oklahoma right. City Thunder is not not winning. Exactly. I agree with that. Okay. 
we'll see how things shake out. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. I hope me too. Like I said, it, any of those three guys would not surprise me. Although I think it's pretty much narrowed down to um, Embiid and Jokic. Do you think Steve Kerr is a top five coach? I mean, like, like that's currently in the league. Yep, for sure. I think he's top three. Uh, I don't think he's top five. I don't think he's top three. I mean, Popovich, Spolstra. I think Mike Brown, who he's coaching against right now, is as good a coach as him. Mike Brown's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's some really good coaches in the league. Mark but Steve Kerr is definitely one of – Steve Kerr is better than Mark Dagnar. I don't think so. I think Steph Curry has been playing with uh, – I love Mark Dagnar. That's not a shot at him. I love him in the Thunder, but, I mean, it's – you know, the Warriors haven't just done this, you know, just from the players. I mean, it's definitely been a, a coaching aspect as well. You can draw plays for – you can – your plays usually work a lot better with uh, who you're drawing them up for. But yeah, uh, I, I digress, Josh. Uh, should we move on to NFL? Yeah, let's do it. There's some uh, some contract negotiations, Collar. This kid you could write a story about. Jalen Hurts, you know, just an incredible story. Has an OU alum as his manager, a female um, manager or agent in the NFL. Poked him up after his great performance so far in the NFL. He is now he has now signed a contract five years worth two hundred and fifty five million dollars. Gee, and that mean the highest paid NFL player ever, and I mean yes. kind of kind of sets the bar for quarterback contracts moving forward, which I think is why the Eagles want or, yeah why the Eagles want to go and get this done before uh quarterback coming coming onto the market in the near future. Uh, I didn't want to have to pay more. Um, Joe Burrow, like I think, Herbert. is up soon. Justin Herbert, another one. Yeah. So, uh, so the ones that are about to all have to get paid: Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Those so, are the top three that are going to have to get paid. Let's go ahead and move on to him, Josh. Lamar Jackson. It seems so, like it seems like he's going to take the franchise tag, huh? So the, I mean, the question is, I mean, no, not yet. I don't think that anything is set until like training camps are starting because I don't anticipate anything to happen until after the draft. That's, that's been my stance on this. I think that's where you're going to see everything shake out. Because if there's a team that wants to make a move for Lamar, they're going to not want to give up those first-round draft picks this draft. They're going to want to do that with their next, with the 2024 draft. So I don't think you're going to see anything happen with Lamar until after the draft. But the biggest question is, did the Ravens actually offer $200 million? I was literally just about to ask you that. I mean, that, that's the question. Yeah, I mean, Rappaport is on Pat McAfee saying that Lamar two weeks ago was tweeting that it was a fake report that he never was offered $200 million. And so that's the biggest question. Did the Ravens offer Lamar Jackson $200 million and did he turn it down? If Lamar Jackson turned down $200 million with 183, I think, fully guaranteed, then yeah. I don't think that there's a, I don't think there's a pathway forward. Because Rapshoot was saying that his deal actually broke down better than Jalen's. Exactly. And so, that, I mean, and then there was also a second deal that was 133 fully guaranteed, but it was a shorter contract. Three years. So, a three-year $133 million deal. Holy Jesus Christ, Josh. That is a ton. Of, I mean, 
that seems very, very like a good contract. Um, but I mean, there is also the rumors that he wanted D hop and OBJ and they told him that, uh, I think I can't remember. It maybe they couldn't afford both. I think it was Tom, uh, Pacelli, Tom, Tom Pacelli, Pelissero, Pelissero, um, reported that he wanted both of them. Um, they told him that they can only afford one. So they got OBJ. And I mean, he was partying with OBJ after he signed and there was a FaceTime where they were celebrating together. And I find it hard. And I mean, I've, I've started to look at this from another angle, but it, it's very telling to me that OBJ signed with the Ravens with, I mean, he would need assurances that Lamar is going to end up playing there. But then oh. what I've started to hear from people lately, which is the other side of the argument is that, OBJ's done with ring chasing. He's done that part. Now he's, you know, just trying to get paid for what could be a last contract in the NFL, which is a very valid point. But I still think that he wants to be on a team where he can make an impact for a championship because he could have played anywhere he wanted in the, like almost anywhere he wanted in the NFL. So I think it's very telling Mm. that OBJ went and signed with the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, it's also interesting, Josh, because I mean, he could, it could be thinking because I did. Uh, I heard that this is the absolute largest offer that he got. Um, so this is definitely the most amount of money he could have made. And then he's like, okay, if Lamar comes, I've got a chance to win a ring. And if not, I'll get $18 making $18 million. million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad deal. Not a bad deal for OBJ. Uh, so I mean, I think the bigger question is can OBJ actually be a wide receiver one? Yeah. I mean, and like the thing about OBJ's contract, the 18 million is he has to get, you know, he has to hit those incentives to hit the full 18. You have to lead the, lead the team in catches or hit a certain number. Same thing with touchdowns and yards. I mean, so basically it's going to be, he has to beat out Mark Andrews or hit those other incentives to hit that full 18. I I think if he doesn't hit it, I think it's somewhere between 12 and 15, which is a little more manageable. Do you think Lamar signs after the draft? I think Lamar signs somewhere after the draft. Okay. All right. I do not. I think he gets franchise tagged. Um, I think he signs the franchise tag. Oh, I mean, hey, it's cheaper for us. All right. I think that we should sign a wide receiver to give him some help. <laughs> draft. <laughs> yeah, I bet he does too. Um, all right, Josh. Uh, draft in 10 days. Who you got your eye on? Uh, draft in 10 days. You mean for my Ravens? No, I mean, just in general. Who do you like? Oh, I mean, I like Gibbs a lot. The running back, I like Bajon Robinson a lot, obviously. Um, I think Bryce Young's going to go number one overall quarterback. I think Smith and Jigba is going to be a star. I, I mean, I do like I do like Jigba a lot. Um, it's gonna be funny when the Packers draft him. You know who I can? You know who will? Uh, you know who will end up? probably having the best pick of the draft because they always draft the best. Who's that? Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, they what if they get Smith and Jigba? It is insane how many just star players they draft at the end of the first round every year. Uh did you know that Tennessee Titans um are there've been rumored to uh, leap up to 3 and take Will Levis? Oh. I mean, I've heard I've heard they're one of the teams that are looking at quarterbacks and have interviewed quarterbacks. That would be crazy. Um, next episode we're gonna go draft. Heavy, yeah, so though. I think. Say again. Next episode we're gonna go draft heavy Monday. 
For sure. I'm getting down here to my Ravens pick. Yeah, I would love to see us draft a wide receiver right around the spot. Like if Zay Flowers fell to 22, that would be fantastic. Or maybe like Jordan Addison, I'd be okay with that too. Mm. I mean, we need we need a wide receiver very badly. All right, man. It's been a good episode. Uh, yeah, it's been great. Uh, real quick, Kyler. Um, I did a Masters pool, and I did pick oh. John Rom to win the Masters. So I did. I've, that's two, three yeah. years in a row. I've picked the winner of the Masters. And uh, do you know who my second, um, the second tier I had picked was? Who's that? Will Zalatoris. Oh, withdrew in the fall. Oh, man. Yeah. How tough is that? I'm in a work league, a work pool, and I run a sports podcast. And I'm, you know, middle of the pack because Will Zalatoris decides to bail on me two hours before the tournament starts. And he had to go get surgery because he kept getting called a big old plus on freaking by everyone on social media. I'll go rapid fire with my master's recap here. Uh, Rombo, he four putted the first hole of the tournament for a double. Um, and then won it, so that's a boss move. Uh, Brooks played terrible on Sunday at Augusta for not the first time. Uh, Rory will never win a green jacket ever. Um, I really enjoy the live guys being there, and I look forward to them being in the majors moving forward and probably winning one before the year's over, whether it's Brooks, uh, Phil, who played brilliantly on Sunday, or even Patrick Reed, who played well on the weekend. So uh, I enjoyed it. I, I like the Masters, even though some people did not. Yeah, and it, I mean, it really, I think that was the first day that I played golf was during the Masters. I had my Masters Day caliber whenever I shot that first 89 of the season. I had a, a birdie chip in out of a sand trap. Ooh. Ooh. I And you better believe I screwed sure. and did a, a shoulder bump with somebody. And one of the guys I was playing was like, it's hard to act like you've never been there when you've never been there. And right. I said, well, you're damn right I've never been there. I'm not chipping out of a sand trap for birdie every day. I love it. I love it. You will be soon. That's right. We're going to play as much as we can and get as good as we can. Kyler, fantastic episode, my friend. Go check yourself out. A living on Hoach Town Beer and have a fantastic weekend. Great to be with you, bud. See you, bud.